0: Understand why someone would put crap like that into their bodies. But within weeks, Fireball had spread to the club scene and college campuses. If the cops didn't get it off the street ASAP, it would only be a matter of time before the stuff started showing up in the local high schools. Luckily, SWAT had a good working relationship with the DPD Narcotics Division, mostly because Mike Taylor, one of their squad leaders, had spent a good portion of his career working undercover for them. So when Rodriguez had come looking for help, Gage Dixon, the SWAT commander and alpha of their pack of werewolves, had quickly agreed. Mike's relationship with the narcotics division wasn't the only reason Gage had been so willing to loan out Alex and teammates. The way Gage saw it, SWAT was partially responsible for this latest drug epidemic. Over the past year, the Dallas SWAT team had taken out some major crime figures. Gage had killed Walter Hardy destroying a syndicate that controlled most of the crime in the southwestern United States. Alex's squad leader, Xander Riggs, had taken down a major bank robbery ring, Eric Becker had single-handedly wiped out the Albanian mobsters who'd moved in to take over, and Landry Cooper had ended up putting a family full of arms dealers in prison. All of that was great, but by taking out those big fish the local ocean had become swarmed with dozens of little fish all trying to get their piece of the pie. With so many small fish running around doing business on their own, it was damn near impossible to keep an eye on them all. That was why the task force hadn't been able to find the people distributing this new drug yet. There were just too many new players in town. Five minutes and we're finally out of here, Remy muttered, glancing at his watch. Alex lifted a brow. What, you have a date or something? Remy flashed him a grin, his hazel eyes twinkling. I wouldn't call it a date, more like a booty call. At three o'clock in the morning, who the hell would be awake now and looking to hook up? That would be Vivian. Remy's smile broadened. She's always ready for a hookup. Alex dug through his memory, trying to figure out if he'd ever met Vivian. After mentally scrolling through the Rolodex of Remy's girlfriends, He gave up. The man had a lot of women in his life. Alex didn't know if it was Remy's accent or what, but it seemed like every time he turned around, women were throwing their panties at the guy left and right. It wasn't that Alex was a monk or anything, not by a long shot. He enjoyed the company of a beautiful woman as much as the next man, but he needed something beyond the physical to hold his attention. Is she the tall one with long dark hair? he finally asked. Nah, that's Leslie. Remy shook his head. Vivian's a fiery redhead who drives a Ferrari. Alex opened his mouth to ask why the hell a woman who could afford a Ferrari would hang out with a SWAT cop whose paycheck probably couldn't even cover the detailing on a ride like that when a dark blue Toyota came down the street. It slowed to a crawl as it passed the small group gathered at the corner, then pulled into a parking lot a few hundred feet away not much chance they were stopping for gas or munchies, since the old gas-and-go that used to be there had gone out of business a long time ago. The people on the corner stood up a little straighter, practically bouncing on their toes, as three men climbed out of the Toyota and surveyed the area. Well, if that didn't scream they were up to something shady, Alex didn't know what did. He leaned over his rifle using the low-light scope to see details that even his werewolf-enhanced vision couldn't pick up from this distance. Apparently, the men must have thought the coast was clear, because one of them ducked into the back of the car and came out with a handful of small plastic bags that he casually shoved into the pocket of his jacket. We're hot, Alex said into his mic. The big guy with the mountain man beard just tucked several baggies inside his right pocket. The other cops listening in immediately started talking among themselves. Their voices a jumble over the radio. Relax and maintain position, Rodriguez said softly, as if he were worried the dealers would hear his rough voice. The guys are going to take a little time to feel out their customers first to make sure there's nothing fishy going on. We wait until my undercover guy confirms they're dealing fireball, then move in when he gives a signal. And remember, don't blow his cover. We arrest him along with the rest of them and make sure he spends a night or two in lockup like everyone else. Talk about a crappy job, Remy muttered. I wonder if he gets over it.